Our dear Heavenly Father, we're thankful for the divine presence of Almighty God. Lord, it's seen many times and throughout the years we've taken things for granted. But Father God, it takes a maturity to come to the place of realization, Lord, we take nothing for granted. And we don't take your presence for granted, Lord. You said wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I will be in their midst. So we can say, Blessed Holy Spirit. We're in the presence of Almighty God, worshiping you, the true and living God. We're asking, Lord, that you would come and deal with us, Lord, individually this morning. Not only here in the sanctuary, in the fellowship room, and those that are at home, wherever they find themselves this morning, listening to the word of God. We pray that you'll blanket the bride of Jesus Christ around the world. We see the signs all around us, Lord, but our eyes are beholding your glory, lifting our heads, for we know our redemption draweth nigh. We are praying, God, for divine unction of the Spirit, praying thy will be done, covering us, Lord, in the blood of the Lamb, washing us, cleansing us, preparing us, that we can come boldly before the throne of grace. So, Lord, I pray that every need will be met as Brother Larry was praying, Lord, for Sister Jessica, contacting this COVID. It is a name, but we call it a devil. And so we resist it, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Father God, that your children, I would that you would be healthy, prosper as your soul would prosper. So, Father God, we're asking that you'll meet every need. Speak to us from your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's sing the little chorus. It is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. It is well. It is well with my soul. When peace like a river. precious name of Jesus Christ. Nice to see you here. Those in the fellowship room, God bless you. Amen. Michael's trying to get it so that they can say amen in there and we get it in here. So if we don't get it, we hear it in our hearts. And God bless you and those that have um, have actually stayed home. I guess there's limited amount for the sanctuary, limited amount for the fellowship room and 50-50. 
So we're trying to move forward and seeing what we can do maybe for the sanctuary, but that, uh, I'm sorry, for the balcony. But that will be later, probably in the next month or so. So, God bless you. You're the ones that got the, the, what do they say, the ticket first? Well, nice to see you here, and God bless you and reward you. And those that are next in line, we're anticipating your soon coming. So this morning, I'd like to take a subject, and like, thank you musicians, thank you as always for your service. Um, we want to remember and keep in prayer a good friend of mine and yours, of course, Brother Ron Spencer. And I had a good report from the doctors that um, things have been taken care of within, uh, in the brain. And he says, now, Brother Tom, we need to pray for my lungs and for, uh, for down in my body. So I said, okay, we'll just, I said that we're still in charge mode. I said, we're never in retreat mode. We're always in charge. So we're not giving up and we're going forward and we're believing for a total healing and we love him with a great love and appreciate what he's done for our, ourselves individually and, of course, for our families and for the assembly. So if you would keep Brother Ron in your prayers, amen. And also, Brother Tim Pruitt's wife is in the hospitals, Sister Karen. And uh, we need to remember her through the week. These brain bleeds have been, uh, been a problem, but we believe our God can heal those brain bleeds. Amen. He's an awesome God. And we're thankful for that. So this morning, I like to take a little subject, and um, and I, I obvi- obviously we like to look into the Word and see ourselves in the Word. So I want you to be a participa- uh, participant of the message this morning. So you can give a hearty amen when you need to, and when you'd like to. And Dave, you can do your Yahoo or whatever it is. We haven't heard that for a long time. So let the inspiration strike, and uh, we just uh, love the Lord. We love this message. Amen. So Matthew chapter 17, Matthew chapter 17, <coughs> excuse me, we'll be reading from verse 1. Matthew uh, chapter 17, reading at verse 1. So the Bible says here, and after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, John, his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart, and was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was as white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias talking with him. Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it's good for us to be here. If thou wilt let us make here three tabernacles, one for thee and one for Moses and one for Elias. And while he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud, which said, This is my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. Hear ye him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their face and were sore afraid. And Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise and be not afraid. And when they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no man save Jesus only. May the Lord add his blessing to his word. You may have your seats. There's another account of this as you're getting having your seats in Luke chapter, uh, Luke chapter 9. 
If you'd like to turn to Luke chapter 9. Verse 28, chapter 9, verse 28, the Bible says, and it came to pass about eight days after these sayings, he took Peter and John and James and went up into a mountain to pray. And as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered and his raiment was white and glistening, glittering, glistening. And behold, there talked with him two men, which was Moses and Elias, who appeared in glory and spake of his decease, which he should accomplish at Jerusalem. Look at the next verse. But Peter and they that were with him were heavy with sleep. Hmm. I'd like you to take a look at that. We're talking about uh, Mount Transfiguration. We're talking about God coming down. The glory of God settling on the Lord Jesus Christ. Moses and Elijah came from another dimension. And here's Peter, James, and John asleep. Isn't Isn't that incredible? No, that would never be me. Never be me. Who appeared in glory, spake of his decease, which he should accomplish at Jerusalem. But Peter and they that were with him were heavy with sleep. And when they were awake, they saw the glory and the two men that stood with him. Have you ever been caught asleep before? And you do irrational things. You just want to do something because you were caught sleeping. And so now it says, and it came to pass as they departed from him, Peter said unto Jesus, Master, it's good for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles, one for thee and one for Moses, one for Elias, not knowing what he said. While he thus spake, there came a cloud and overshadowed them. And they feared as they entered into the cloud. And there came a voice out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son. Hear him. So this morning, I'd like to take a little thought of a subject on hearing him. And I'd like you you to um, maybe frame that in your mind because there's so many voices today if people wanted to be heard. It's a proliferation of... Words. You can tell it by the internet. You can tell it by what people are trying to propagate and trying to get across their own thought. Everybody wants a follower. Somebody's an influencer. Somebody wants to have their own web page and they want to be followed by a bunch of people that have nothing better to do. And anybody that's following anybody outside of the Lord Jesus Christ, you are just wasting your time. Absolute waste of time. I can't believe that it gets preached as much as it gets preached. And yet, as Brother Branham says, I preach against cutting of hair and wearing makeup and it gets worse. And we preach against social media the way we preach against social media and yet it gets worse and it's in our own homes. I think that people are only doing what they want to do today. 
It's really what's happening. I'll do what I want to do. And I don't need no preacher. Or I don't need no daddy. I don't need no mommy. I don't even need friends to tell me what to do. But I would like to focus this morning, hear him. Yeah, you can, you, you, you're here, you're here to hear the word, so you might as well hear him. Don't hear Tom and don't hear any other brother. I want you to hear him. And the only way we can hear him is that there is actually a ministry in an age that could catch the mind of God, could take the thought of God and give us the mind. And so then we have now the, we're under the mandate. Are you listening now? We're under a mandate to say what has already been said. And now we would like to take a look at that this morning because that to me is where we're digressing. We are digressing. I spoke last week or the last time I spoke on irrepressible. There's a quality in a seed that cannot be stopped or cannot be moved. And there's something within us. Though Satan would try to stop us, we cannot be stopped. And so we'd like to really major upon this point this morning. That we hear not from Tom or not from man, but we will hear from the very thought of God. So I'd like you now to turn to Second Peter. Second Peter. Second Peter. Nice to see you. I get to see you now in the, in the fellowship room. God bless you all. And I hear an amen. It's coming through the walls, I guess. Amen. Second Peter. Chapter 1. Verse 16. Second Peter chapter 1. Second Peter chapter 1. Verse 16. For we have not followed cunningly divide fables when we made known unto you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him. Where did it come from? It came from another dimension. The Peter is very clear to say this voice that said, hear ye him, came from another dimension. The Bible says, such a voice to him from his excellent glory. This is my beloved son. In whom I am well pleased. This was a voice that did not come from our dimension. This voice came from another dimension. And can I say that's the voice that you've been hearing these many years. That is trying to move us 
into a higher dimension. It is not just the voice of a preacher. This is the voice of God speaking to a people. I can say to you this morning, as we take a look at these scriptures, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Then if they heard his voice from the most excellent glory, I want to ask you this morning, what voice are you hearing? What voice are you listening to? If you're listening to anything other than the word of God for this day, you are listening to the words of man and men will fail you. Let me just make this very clear. When a prophet is preaching invisible union and the angel of the Lord said, you're saying that word wrong. I want you to know that the presence of God was standing there watching and listening to his prophet speaking the word of God. Because it's that word, saints, that's going to take you and move you to that dimension. Hear ye him. I I would love for you to have a paradigm shift from this morning service so that next time you listen to a uh, MP3, uh, I don't even know, what what do they class it now? It's on the internet, a stick or, okay, MP3, whatever you say, that you are now listening now. You're moving from the realm of man to the realm of God. This is really what I want to get you to. Because we need to move you from just thinking it's just another message. It's just another man preaching. It's not more, it's a prophet. But I want to say to you, more than a prophet. And that could get you into a lot of trouble. But I think you understand where I'm coming from. I'd like to lay this little foundation. Because I want you to understand, saints of God. This voice that has come in this age has come to bring us not to the awareness of Luke 17.30 or Malachi 4, and yet you need to know this, or Revelation 10.7, you have to know this. But that voice or that messenger come to lift you into what we call, and so often said, a rapture. Now, the rapture, as the pastor was speaking on in the last, last service, is something more of a reality or more deeper or something that maybe we haven't quite grasped within our own minds really what it is. Bram just said it was another revelation. He just said the rapture is just one more revelation. So how has your revelation been over the last little while? Have you just been reading or is it the word becoming a revelation? And so now we'd like to, to look at the word of God this morning. And say, Lord, would you quicken our hearts to a revelation of what this message really is all about. It's something that is so wonderful to us. Now he's saying here, we have received from God the Father honor and glory. And there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory. And this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the mount. And we have also a more sure word of prophecy. 
And that is what I'd like to speak on this morning. A more sure word of prophecy. We also, a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well to take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your heart. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. Brother Branham said, he said, the word interprets itself. So then when he comes down to rapture, you say, well, Brother Tom, what is the rapture? He says, the rapture is already in you. So you say, well, well, what's the interpretation of the rapture? If we are the rapture, it will interpret itself. The word will interpret itself. You say, well, Brother Tom, am I in the rapture? Well, Brother Ram said the rapture is in you. So the word will interpret itself. That rapture will manifest Itself, knowing this first, that there's no prophecy is of private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but by holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So they heard this word. Now you're listening this morning. They heard this word from his excellent glory. So if you take a look at that word excellent glory... It means that you are hearing from another dimension and hearing the majesty of God. Can you imagine? There's not a people on the face of the earth, saints of God, that could be so privileged as you and myself to say, hey, they got Mount Transfiguration, but I got Mount Perfection and God is bringing me to that excellent glory. He's bringing me to his majesty. We'll break it down for you. David writes in the Psalms, Psalms 8, verse 1. O Lord, our God, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. What David said is, O Lord, my God, How majestic, how majestic is your name. The majesty of God. And we miss, we just say, well, it's Jesus. It's the majestic God. It's God in his majesty. God speaking to you individually. God speaking from his most excellent glory. Now listen, as we just, now just move along slowly. Therefore, brethren, 2 Peter 1 and 10, be all the more diligent to make sure or make certain about his calling and choosing you. You want to read that in first, uh, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 10, just before our reading. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. Peter is trying to establish within the hearts of the children 
The very call of God to you is from a dimension where the majesty of God dwells. We sing higher, 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 higher. Higher to where? Higher off this terra firma? Higher off the rug or the floor that you're standing on? Are you trying to come higher in Christ? Higher in his majesty? Higher in his presence? Lift us, Lord. Into your glory. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables. When he has made known unto you the power of the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We were eyewitnesses, Peter says. For we received from the Father honor and glory. There came a voice to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved son. Whom I am well pleased. The diaglot looks at it and says, now, here is my son who I've invested honor and glory and majesty. God's invested in him glory and honor and majesty. I want you to look around the room. There's so few of you now. But just take a look. God has invested in you glory. And honor and majesty. Oh, it's just Dave. No, it's glory and honor and majesty. Oh, it's just Ken. No, it's glory and honor and majesty. Look where you have come from and where you're going. We're not going to stop here. We're going to try and get you there. So God has invested... Honor and glory. That glory means he's invested in you. His presence, which is his Shekinah. God has invested in you his Shekinah glory. Oh, my goodness. Just But Larry, I'm just Larry Laycock. No, God has invested the very glory of God in you. This is my beloved son. Oh, you thought, well, I'm just going to come to church here. Nice. No, we're going to hear who you are. I'm going to hear who I am. You say, hear ye him. I want to get to hear ye her. I want to get to a place where God now is dwelling in his people and he's invested his majesty. He's invested his glory. He has invested his Shekinah glory, his presence in you. Natasha. His voice. Which came from heaven. I would say that's another dimension, wouldn't you? But we so rattle it off. And Peter, James and John. Heard a voice from his excellent glory. Well, I want you to know when a prophet is speaking to you. And a God is talking to his prophet. I want you to know that God is speaking to you from that excellent glory. And so many people just get it's just Brother Branham. Just a second. It's not just William Branham. It is God speaking through the vessel. And people can't get it through their head. They just say, oh, it's William Branham. He's just a prophet. He's more than a prophet. He is a vessel that God is speaking from the excellent glory to speak to your heart to bring you up into heavenly places. That's right, Levi. 
It's not just Brother Branham. Brother Branham was the microphone God used to let you know he's invested in you, his presence, his glory. He's moving you into heavenly places in Christ Jesus. It's a more sure word. It's a more certain word. It's a secure word. It's a safe word. It's an unshakable word. It's an immovable word. Nothing can move that word that God has spoken to you. Nothing can shake it. Nothing can move it. It doesn't matter, Andrea, what sickness can come your way. What trial comes your way. We're immovable. We're unshakable. Because it's a sure word. And that sure word is now living in a people. That sure word has been invested in you and me. That sure word takes you out of your doldrums. That sure word lifts you into heavenly places and puts a joy unspeakable in your heart. It's not something you have to smile. It's something that you are. It's not something you put on. It's what God has made you. People say, well, I gotta, I gotta put on my Christian face this morning. Really? There's, then are we two-faced? Huh? Are we two-faced? We're only one face. We're reflecting His glory. We're reflecting His grace. It's a sure word of prophecy. A more sure word. It's a word. The Greek says, it's unmovable, Brother Al. How many years have you been serving God? How many years? How many? Thirty. Oh, you're just a young whippersnapper. Huh? Thirty years. Jenna, how long for you? Twenty-four years. Brother Norm, how about you? Forty-four. My goodness. Marilyn, how about you? Oh, we're getting into the big numbers now, huh? <laughs> I thought I'd go it gradually, Marilyn. Who so and her is bad? How? Fifty years. Look at it's immovable. You might as well rejoice. It's immovable. I'm unshakable. Because I never heard the voice of a man. I heard the voice from the excellent glory that's been speaking to us. You say, well, I will get it down to church. And that's right. You'll get down to a nice little message and you get a nice little message church. But it's not a nice little message church we want. We want a church that will transform us. A word that will change us. A word that will ignite us into the very presence of God. It's immovable. It's unshakable. It's secure. It's certain. It's free from danger. It's secure from all peril. It's not the words of a man in this information age. It's pathetic. To see what people read today. It's really pathetic. It's pathetic. That you have the opportunity to hear the words from his excellent glory. It is pathetic. That you can read web pages. That is absolute garbage. And you got on your shelf or you've got at your exposal. A message that's going to transform you. It's amazing what nonsense people got. Oh, I can remember the stuff that comes to the church. You buy this silver. And if you buy this lotion, you can drink it. 
and you will be whole. Well, I know of another lotion. Huh? It's not a pyramid scheme, but it is a pyramid scheme. Faith, virtue, knowledge. Huh? Satan is a perverter of what's true. And we need to understand, it's not a man that's speaking to us, but it's God from His excellent glory moving us into heavenly places. What's the believer's position? Heavenly places. A prophecy. You want to hear a good prophecy? Anybody want to hear a good prophecy? How many love their Bible? Fellowship room. Can I see your hands? I can't see them right now. I want to see your hand. How many love the Bible? We love our Bible. Is it a sure word? Heavens and earth are passed away. But my, oh, how many love Leviticus? Huh? Oh, I know it's the most, probably less read book in the Bible. Leviticus. But let me give you something here. If you walk in my statue, here's a sure word of prophecy. Keep my commandments and do them. I will give you rain in season. I will give you land that yields increase. Hallelujah. The trees of your field shall yield fruit. Your threshing shall reach unto its vintage. And the vintage shall reach unto the sowing time. I will give peace in your land. I will give you peace in your land. When you lie down. And none shall cause you to be afraid. And I will rid evil beasts out of your land. Oh, this is the Old Testament. Now I'm talking, I'm talking about the New Testament. I don't know about you, but I wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against demon powers. Beasts. In heavenly places. That try to fight me. But my Bible says I got a sure word. Amen. It's a certain word. It's an immovable word. It's an unshakable word. And it says now, I will rid evil beasts out of your land, and neither shall a sword go through your land. And you, who's a you, shall chase your enemy, and they shall fall before your sword. And five of you shall chase a hundred, and a hundred of you shall chase ten thousand to flight. And your enemy shall fall before your sword. Amen. How many say amen? amen? It's a sure word. So now, saints of God, we have to realize who's speaking to us. Who is speaking to us? Moses had a sure word, or he had a word of prophecy. And his prophecy was, you'll bring forth a sign. Did it fail? Did it fail? You answer your own question. Of course it didn't fail. Joseph had a word of prophecy. The sheaf shall bow. Did it fail? But did he have to go through trial? Did he have to go through testing? Yes, he did. But did that, did it fail? It didn't fail, Sister Eleanor. It didn't fail. He might have to go through time, but it didn't fail. How about Moses? You... Shall come to this mountain. Now the cloud came down. And a voice spoke. And said on Mount Horeb. Mount Sinai. You shall bring a people to this mountain. And it shall be a token unto you. 
God speaking from another dimension. Did it fail? No, it didn't. It didn't fail. God speaking from another dimension was now bringing a people into promise. These are types and shadows for you and I. John the Baptist had a sure word of prophecy. How about the bride? How about us? We've got a prophecy that shall not fail. But it will take courage. It's going to take courage for you to speak it. To speak with your eyes of faith, look in that unseen realm and claim it as though it's yours. Many of us have unspoken requests. Many of us. Many of us have needs. Whether they be brought to the forefront or held in your heart. Nevertheless, they're there. And my Bible says he knows the very thought and intent of your heart. For the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. So God knows your deep thoughts in your heart. He knows those words that you speak. God is going to honor any word you confess that is according to the word. It's a sure word of prophecy. Abraham knew he was under prophecy to have a son. And he has a son. But through his journey, God asked him to sacrifice his son. So now Abraham had to go into the deep parts of his heart. Take his son. And believe the God that gave it to him is going to raise him up. It's never been done. Never been done. But he knew who had been speaking to him. And he knew then that God that spoke to him is able to fulfill what the word says. It doesn't matter what you go through. God is going to confirm his word. Abraham, leaving his servants, said, the lad and I shall return. That took courage, Brother Frank. That took, we, we rattle it off so easily. We rattle it off so easily because we know the end of the story. But how easy was it when he said, the lad and I shall return? I want you to think about it. How easy was it when David said, your head shall come off you this day? He's looking at the size of Goliath. Even the tall people were afraid. Even Saul, Nenoch and Saul, was going to give it to a ruddy little man called David. Hmm. John the Baptist. We understand these things. Works as faith expressed. Brother Bram brings this out. John the Baptist said, There's one standing among you who I'm unworthy to unloose his shoes. He had to believe who he was. And he knew that he was a voice crying in the wilderness. But he had to know that he heard the word. And that word was from another dimension. 
And he had to hold on to it. He had to confess it. And God came behind it. So if they had to do it, I, I want to say to the church here at Cloverdale Bible Way, you're going to have to do it too. God has promised us a change in the body. You're going to have to speak it. Uh Uh-huh. You're going to have to speak Roman salvation, Sister Julia. If Abraham could say, the lad and I, surely you can say, my family and I. Might as well get it right down from where we're talking about. Let's get it right down to your address now. Come on, Andrea. We're going to have to speak our healing. We're going to speak our healing. Come on, Al. We're going to speak it. Because that's our promise. And the promise is not a promise of man. It's from the promise of God. You say, but it's impossible. That's where God steps in. You say, it's just, no, it's not possible. Saints, we serve a God of the impossible. It takes courage to take God at his word. Hmm. It takes God. It takes courage to take God at his word so that that word could be interpreted within your own life. It's a sure word. It's an immovable word. It's a voice from his excellent glory. Where did that voice come, Brother Ken, when Abraham has Isaac on the altar? Where did the voice come from? It wasn't from the present. It wasn't from the uh, the hill. It was from his excellent glory. It was from his majesty. Abraham, stay your hand. Stay your hand. God was watching over his promise. I want you to know no devil, no spirit, no trial can move you. God from his excellent glory is the God that speaks to us. It's an anointed word from an anointed prophet that was speaking, as Brother Bisco was saying years ago, a prophet that walked in two worlds. Walked in one world. And then in our world, another world, then our world, a world with God. I wonder where David caught the inspiration. Your head will come off today. Now, you have to understand, he had such encouragement. He had everybody rallying around him. Way to go, David. You can do it, David. You can do it, David. Do you know your Bible? Did he have encouragement? Did his own brothers encourage him? They were there when he was anointed by a prophet. Come on. He was there when anointed by a prophet. A prophet refused them, but received David. And they were still jealous of David. They were still jealous of him. But it was the God that told Samuel, this is the one. And David reached into that realm 
and believe what that prophet said. You shall be king. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 16 and 6, don't turn to it. When it came to pass, when it was to come, he looked at Eliab and Eliab said, surely the Lord's anointed. <laughs> no, he was not the Lord's anointed. And God said to Samuel, don't look at the outer. Don't look at the size. Don't look at his looks. Look at his heart. These were the rejected brothers that were refused by God. Height meant nothing. Saul meant nothing. Saul was knee-knocking. But God was looking at the heart and not the size of the man. And the Lord said, looked unto Samuel and said, Don't look at the height. Look at his heart. And David is my choice. And David was under God's anointing. Yet in one chapter, one chapter only, he's got his brother there. And Eliab, his eldest brother, was angry with David. Was angry. against, And it was kindled hot to David. What did you come here for, David? Why have you left your few sheep in the wilderness? They never caught a revelation of his anointing. And a lot of people haven't got the revelation of our anointing. Uh-huh. They can call you this on your webpage. They can say this about you on your webpage. But nevertheless, it wasn't your choosing. It was God's choosing. It was from his excellent glory that God chose you and I. Can you say amen? Man never chose me. God chose me. Hallelujah. But Eliab had a lot to say. His own brother had a lot to say. He was angry against David. He came against David. He said, go back to your sheep, David. I know pride is in your heart and the naughtiness of your hearts. You know what that means? We say naughty. But let's take a look at what the Hebrew says. Hebrew says, I see the wickedness of your heart, David. I would say that was a false anointed. I see the naughtiness of your heart. I see the corruption of your heart. This is what his brother is saying. Sounds like a few people we know. It means you're bad. It means you're worthless. (laughs) But God says, I see your heart. And David says, I'll be mighty in battle. I want you to know this Sunday morning I came to church to find out it wasn't man that called me, but it was a voice from his excellent glory. He has invested his presence, his Shekinah glory within you and I to move into the promises of God. It was the excellent glory that spoke to Moses and said, bring your people to this mountain and this mountain shall be a token unto you. What a God of grace. What a God that has spoken to us. You know, a lot of people, saints of God, they get caught up in a lot of things. And they get an attitude about themselves that they think that they're really something. Because either their mothers told them that they were something or their daddies told them they were something. 
But saints of God, I don't really care what any man says I am. I have to believe in what God calls me. I desire to hear him say, this is my beloved son, hear ye her. That is my desire. How many times, Brother Tom, did Brother Brenham preach? Hear ye him. How many times did he preach a message? If he preached it once, it was, uh, it was incredible. Preached it twice, that's amazing. Ten times? I'd say, whoo, that's, I think he wants to make a point. <laughs> Fifteen times, I'd say he really wants to make a point. Twenty times. I say to Brother Murphy, twenty times. He was trying to get the people to realize they needed to get the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Because the baptism of the Holy Ghost, he said, is, as we heard on Wednesday night, the very person of God. I thought, my goodness, Brother Murphy, get off my subject. He says, you're pulling. I felt somebody pulling me away for what I was saying. Now, he did quite a rain dance, but I thought it was a tremendous message. If you haven't heard it, I'd hear it again. Hear ye him. He said, the saints of God need to get to a position where they know that the Holy Ghost is their portion. And that portion is the person himself. Christ in you. The hope. Of glory. Can we actually turn around. And say in this day. Hear. Ye. Her. Sobering thought. You've heard it a lot. You've heard it. I wouldn't. I couldn't guesstimate how many times you've heard. Hear ye. Her. Or. She is him. Bone of his bone. Flesh of his flesh. Power of his power. She is him. We've come to a time, saints of God, where that revelation has to drop from our mind to our heart. And it will take, and I'm saying, I've now said it three times. and I've got it written down three times. It's going to take courage for you to speak it and claim what God has shown you and you act upon it and say, I am the manifestation of this message. Hmm. The reason I got onto this is Brother Kelly Hildebrand sent me a picture. And, um, what's the big hotel in, in Saskatoon? Besborough. Besborough Hotel. He sent me a beautiful rising sun of the Besborough Hotel. And he said, the prophet stayed here in 1957. And I looked at that and I said, that's wonderful. I said, but there was a manifestation of that message stayed there in 1975. That was me. <laughs> Nobody's going to remember I was there. <laughs> huh? But there was a prophet in 57, but I was there in 75. I have to believe that I am a manifestation of that message. 
And saints of God, you've got to actually start walking. I am a manifestation of Malachi 4. Oh, my. Oh, my. Can we believe? The words of man will fail, but God's words will never fail. How many put their trust in science? Through this COVID experience that we've been going through, how many of us have heard the change in their course of order? First of all, go to the wilderness. Next, don't go to the wilderness. Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Wear a mask. If you put your confidence in science, saints of God, you're going to be confused. But you put your trust in God, you will never be confused. Because he never changes his mind about his word. Amen. It will never fail. Good times, bad times, difficult times. The word of God is unchangeable. And there is no confusion in God. I'm confused every time I wake up and hear the news. You can do this, but you can't do that. This works and that does not work. And everybody's trying to do and be safe in listening to the orders in which the government is issuing us and us. We have 50 in this room and we got 50 in the fellowship room. And we might wake up on Monday with another order given to us from the government. But that could change on Tuesday. Science has given us, at best, their best. At best, it's their best. But at best, it fails. But God's voice never fails. Never fails. He said, I'm your brother. Are you listening now? I'm your brother. Everybody in the fellowship room, say amen. I'm your brother. This is what Brother Bram said. I'm your brother. Listen. But when the Lord moves down, I become the voice of God to you. Brother Bram said, I'm your brother. But when the Lord comes down, I'm the voice of God to you, Junior. I'm the voice of God to you. Can I call you Junior? <laughs> okay. I hear it all the time. Your father-in-law tells me, Junior. When the angel of the Lord comes down, it becomes then the voice of God to you. He said, if that offended you, forgive me. But I felt that I might Reinstate that. I am God's voice to you. David, is that true? It's absolutely true. I am God's voice to you. So it wasn't a voice that was here. It was a voice from another dimension. That was speaking through him. Trying to bring you up into that dimension. I'm God's voice to you. He said that time I said it under inspiration. I felt bad about it the first time, but I repeated it so you wouldn't feel bad. <laughs> the voice of God, he says, we need the voice of God today to meet the need of the hour. 
We meet the time and we're living in. He has promised it. And we can be assured God keeps his promise. That's the confidence a believer has in his maker. That he promises to meet the need. And today, one reason that the church is in the condition it's in is because there's so many voices. So many voices trying to take your attention from the voice of God. It doesn't take a rocket science to figure out. There's the voice of entertainment, the voice of science, voice of travel. There's the voice of sports. There's the voice of economics. There's the voice of politics. And everybody gets it in politics. I can't believe my ears when I hear the nonsense of the politics that comes within the message. And Brother Bram said politics is the devil. I'm no more interested in politics than I am in the government. I'm no interested in anything other than the voice of God from His excellent glory. And today, one reason the church is in its condition today is that they're listening. You've got a news feed on every morning. We'll hear about this matters and that matters and everything matters. You know who matters? Christ matters. I would love that to be our expression. Christ matters. Jesus matters. The word matters. It matters. But now there's voices trying to keep that voice down. Because that voice of that excellent glory is to raise us into his presence. And to lift us into heavenly places. Is because there's so many voices today. To attract the church. From the voice of God. Till it's the very doubtful that many will even hear the voice of God. Though it spoke right in their midst. Or you say well brother Tom this is just so plain. But this is what's happening. This is exactly what's happening. So many voices speaking out. You can't even hear the voice of God in the matter. It's very doubtful, he said, that they will hear the voice of God through it. When it's right in their midst. They perhaps won't even understand it because it becomes then a foreign thing. Well, I have a right. What? You've been listening to the wrong voice. There is no right. Our rights in Christ. Our right is in the word of God. Because it becomes a foreign thing to them, they have got themselves so much centered on the voices of the day rather than the voice of God. I say, oh, Holy Spirit, may the voice that came on that prophet Where he said, when the angel comes down, I'm William Branham. But when he comes upon me, I'm the voice of God to you. Oh, Holy Spirit, come down on your people. That it would not be the voice of Ken Ardeal, but it would be the voice of God speaking through the vessel. But Brother Tom, you're taking it so dramatically. 
You're making such an unction to it. Well, there's a time when the bride realizes who she is. And this is the time when the bride knows who she is from every nation. Every nation. They come walking and they know who they are. They are driven, compelled, and moved into that which God has called them to. We don't look at the times and the signs of the times. For they'll take care of themselves. We are looking to the Lord Jesus Christ, who has moved us now into this dimension, no realm, that God has put within the believer. So now I, I really want to get down to this point. He says, now the word of God is the word of God that is in the believer. The word of God is the word of God that is in the believer. This word, I'd like you to turn to Hebrews chapter 1. I'd like you to turn to Hebrews chapter 1. And we'll just go on this for a few minutes and then... In one hour. Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 2. You out there? Say amen. 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 Hebrews chapter 1 verse 2 says, Has in these last days... Hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son. Fill it in for me. Whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the whole. Who being in the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by what? His word. Of what? The word of his power. When he had by himself purged sin, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. I want you to follow along now, especially in this uh, verse 3. I'm going to read another translation for you. Verse 3, the sun is the radiance and only expression of his glory or of his awesomeness. God is reflecting his Shekinah glory. Sound familiar? That light or that brilliant light of the divine is a representation of the perfect imprint of his essence and upholding, maintaining, propelling all the things, the entire universe by himself, accomplishing purification from sin and establishing our freedom from guilt. 
sat down revealing his complete work at the right hand of his majesty on high. I wanted you to absolutely catch what the power and majesty of this essence is. It is propelling the whole universe. So for the power of God to be moving the universe, and that power is in you, what should you be? What should I be? Having become as such superior to angels since he inherited a more excellent and glorious name than his son, a name above all names. That is the drive of the power of God that is in you and I. Turn to 1 John 3 and 2. Very, very familiar. John 3, verse 2. How many know this scripture off by heart? Probably most of you. The Bible says this, beloved, tomorrow. Levi, what does your Bible say? When's now? Right now. Okay, I'm just, I'm just making sure. You don't, we understand the same English. Beloved, next week. No. Beloved, when? Sister Eleanor? When's now? Last week. Last month. Ten years ago. No. When? Now. Now we are the sons of God. It does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear. And we say, well, Jesus Christ has appeared amongst us. Brother Bram uses it in unrecognizing of God. He said, why is he appearing amongst us? He said, to awaken our desires that we have for him. And we know that quote well. We know that quote well. But now, do we know the scripture well where it says, Andrew, you that never think that I'm watching you. Now. Andrew, you're a son of God. Now you're a son of God. It does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know when he appears. When Christ appears. When this message has unveiled Christ. (laughs) You also shall appear. Or you shall also be manifested. Or also you shall become a son of God. (laughs) Hallelujah. Beloved, we are even now... The children of God. And it is not yet made clear what we shall be. After his coming, we know that when he comes and he's revealed, we will as his children be like him because we will see him as he is. We shall see him as he is. What is your position this morning? Let me ask you a question. What is your position this morning in Christ? Brother Tom, you said, well, that's an easy question because I can give it to you right now. That question is, my position is 
heavenly places. Brother Bram said a believer's position is heavenly places. Christ the mystery God revealed. Your position as a believer is heavenly places. And that heavenly place, saints of God, is what God is trying or desiring to bring you and I to on this day. What is my position? Seed is not air with a shuck. This, to me, is amazing. He said, the world is in its Sodom condition. Is it? The church has went into its Sodom condition, like Lot and his wife. And I say, there is then an elected church somewhere. So now we're under the prophecy. (laughs) So he knew Sodom and Gomorrah was here, but he knew there was an elected church somewhere. And I want to lift up my hands this morning and say, here am I. Here am I. It's somewhere. It's somewhere. It's right here. You're right here. There is an elected church somewhere in the world that's pulling out and set aside for those things. And the manifestation of God attracts its attention. We're in these last days. The shuck has given forth its strength to the seed. It's went out. It was a good shuck. But it served its time. Now, I want you to listen real close. Now, everybody listening? Julia, you listening? Yeah, okay. Here you go. This now is the word bride of the word groom. Oh, I'll take that voice from that dimension. I'll take that voice. I'm not just some church. There's a church somewhere. Here I am. And what is she? She's a word bride for a word groom. That's what this message is all about. And that's what it's producing, saints. The elect of God. What are they doing? They're studying close to find out. They're relying on God, his strength and his might. Look, the devil, he said, is roaring everywhere, seeking to whom he may devour. But what is the bride doing? She's watching in prayer and she's steadfast. This is the time both true and false vine are coming into their maturity. But before the wheat matures, those ripened tares must be bound for the burning. They're joined in the world council. That's the binding. Now soon the gathering. But right now, those two spirits are at work right now. What do you hear? Come out of her, my people, and be not partakers of her sins. So Brother Brian makes reference. There is that whore that's on seven hills. I thought, isn't that incredible? There is a whore that sits on seven hills. And he describes it as the Catholic Church. But then we had a prophet's name written on seven hills. I thought, well, you know, if they can say, well, we got seven hills. I got seven hills too. 
But here is the word of God saying, come out from amongst her, my people. Was that the words of a man or was that the words of God? Was that from another dimension or was that from this dimension? He said, when I'm standing before you, that's me. But when he comes down, that is the Lord speaking to you. I wonder whether you can have a new appreciation when you pick up the book. It's not William Branham. But now it's God speaking from his excellent glory to you and I. When you've done all the stand, what are you supposed to do, Brother Ken? Stand. What a question. Paul says, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty where Christ has set you free. Don't get entangled again with the yoke of bondage. That stand means what then, Larry? Stand firm. Stand firm. Stand persistent. Stand because you're immovable. You're a part of that firm foundation. There is nothing that will move you because you were born of another seed. You were born with God life in you. Musicians, please come. Stand fast. Stand firm. Stand unshakable. Stand and make a difference to this world. Voices are coming like you've never heard. You've got all these movements that are happening and they all want a voice. They all want a voice. They all want to speak. They all want to be listened to. There's only one voice that you need to hear from. And that's that voice from his excellent glory. That God that has spoken in this last age. Amen. We are looking to him. The word of God. Philippians 4 and 6 says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known by God. The Hebrew says, Rejoice, be glad, and again I say rejoice. Let all men know that you do recognize your spirit that the Lord is near. So don't fret. Don't be anxious about nothing. In every circumstance, be in prayer. Give your petition. Make your needs known for the God that you pray to. Here's your prayer. I wondered this morning, what have you got need of, Sister Julia? I was thinking of you. What do you have need of this morning? What's your heart crying for? Family. Amen. That's our God reaching out to your need. To your desire. Because he sees that. Be immovable. Be unshakable. I claim them in the name of the Lord Jesus. Maybe you have another need this morning. Sister Julia's got her family in need. Maybe you've got a need. He's stand firm. Be unshakable. The God that you pray to, he knows what you have need of. And you want to stand and say, I've got that need this morning. I know that God that is in that realm can speak to my heart and meet that need this morning. That he will deliver me from this present age. And he will give to me 
what my heart desires. Let's bow our head. Let's stand to our feet and let's close our eyes. Sister Julia, God saw your heart's desire. Maybe there's somebody else here this morning that says, I, I've got that need. God bless you, sister. Brother, God bless you. I got this name. This one that dwells in that other dimension, that one that comes. And Brother Ram said, I, I go between two worlds. That one that is present here right now. The one that spoke to him that could speak to you. You say, well, Brother Tom, we heard 20 services on hear ye him but then it comes a time where a prophet moves it down to hear ye her she is the final voice of the final age under her messenger can that God speak to you this morning indeed he has and he sees your heart oh bring all your needs to Just bring all to the Lord. He surely sees it. Maybe you just want to raise your hands. I've got this need. Oh, bring all needs to Hallelujah. You're a very present help, Lord. Bring all your needs to the Lord. He is so willing and Father, as we bow our heads now. The same God that can meet three men upon a mountain. Maybe some, as Luke records, weary, fell asleep. But then they were awakened, Lord. I pray, God, that there will be a great awakening amongst us. Not caught up in the busyness of life, but caught up in the very presence of Almighty God. Can hardly imagine Moses and Elijah and the glory of God upon you, Lord Jesus. And a few men that you called to come with you were too tired. To see Mount Transfiguration. But Lord, we're coming to another time. It'll be Mount Transformation transforming us. From this earthly realm into a heavenly realm. Lord, don't let us fall asleep. 
Let us not get caught up in other voices that try to bid for our time. Try to make issues when there is no issue. Lord, that we could only speak of those things that are true, those things that are pure, those things that are holy, those things that are lovely. Think on these things. So, Lord, as the Holy Spirit would move out and even touch Sister Julia's heart this morning. Lord, then this one rose her hand and this one was, was spoken to. I pray, God, that you'll meet their needs. Because man in this realm, Lord, is at best just man. But then in that eternal realm, all things are possible. So, Father, whether it be Roman, whether it be another son or a a daughter of another family, whether it be a loved one, whether it be whomever, God, only you can reach. Only you can speak. Only you can deal, Lord. I pray, Father God, that you will meet every need that's in this sanctuary and those that have joined with us, Lord, on the internet. How I was reading this morning, how your prophet was saying, just go your way. You got sugar diabetes, just go your way. You got a hearing problem, put your finger in your other ear. Go your way. You're healed. When it was just Brother Branham, it was just the man. But when the Lord came on him, that was the Lord of glory. May the Lord of glory rest upon your people, Lord. And may the glory of God fill every temple, meet every need. In every burden, every heart, and every life, Lord. How we prayed for lost loved ones. How we pray for those amongst us, Lord, that need an experience with God. And as Brother Murphy was speaking the other night, what have you done with these three months? Oh, the first months, Lord, we're, we're intense. We're looking to the Lamb of God, but as time goes on, Laodicea is still real. We need to hear the voice from that other dimension. To speak to our hearts, Lord, that we could keep pressing on. Meet our needs now, we pray. In Jesus' name. Here's my cup. I lift it up. Would you meet it, Father? Oh, meet it this morning, Lord. Lord, it's not for this realm, it's for that realm. Bread of heaven. Let's just sing it again. Lord. 
Fill our cups, Father. Fill our cups, Lord. Let that voice let it so speak, to have you this morning. God be with you. Those in the fellowship room, you have your you have your own exit that you're to abide by and the deacons will make you aware of that. And they'll also make the sanctuary aware of where you need to exit. There's absolutely no greetings. You can greet one another about six feet from each other. Smile and say, God bless you. Nice to see each and every one this morning. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.